welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episodes 21 and 22, Second Star to the Right, and Straight On Till Morning, so this the is final the s- two episodes of the season. This is the season finale. I'm very sorry about how long the synopsis is. <laughs> <laughs> Balefire comes out of the portal from the Enchanted Forest in Edwardian London. When stealing food, he befriends Wendy and her family take him in. When a magical shadow comes to visit, Wendy does not heed Bay's warnings and learns of the dark and terrifying Neverland. To keep her family together, Bay sacrifices himself and goes with the shadow to Neverland. Upon his arrival, Bay slips away and is saved from the water by Captain Hook and his crew. When Hook learns who Balefire is, he keeps him on board to learn more about the dark curse. Dark one. The dark one. But gains more than he bargained for when he develops fatherly feelings towards Bay. When Bay finds out who Hook is, he attempts to kill him and ends up in Peter Pan's clutches. In Storybrooke, Regina is missing and Emma continues to be suspicious of Tamara. Thanks to a little magic from gold, David and Snow are able to find Regina, revealing Greg as the villain. When Neil and Emma encounter Tamara, Tamara shoots Neil and he falls through a portal, just as Emma confesses her love to him. Greg and Tamara get away with the failsafe, which they set off. Hook joins the heroes in a hunt for the magic beans so that they can all escape. Regina holds off the magic so the others can escape, sacrificing herself. But when they are unwilling to leave Regina behind, Hook steals the bean, and Emma and Regina must use their magic to stop the failsafe. They succeed, but Greg and Tamara abscond with Henry. Having a change of heart, Hook returns with the final bean and agrees to help the Charmings, Emma, and Rumple go after Henry, letting go of his revenge. They all board the Jolly Roger and head to Neverland, where we learn Henry is very important to Peter Pan. And in the Enchanted Forest, Aurora, Philip, and Mulan find the injured Neil on the beach, who everyone back in Storybook thinks is dead. Okay. I feel like that was pretty good for two episodes. Though. I thought that was a really good synopsis. Thank you. Yeah. I had to leave out the, the Rumple and, and Belle thing. I just, like, could not. It just didn't. <laughs> I'd say that was a top five synopsis. Oh, thank you. I, I would give that a top five synopsis. <laughs> not, I don't know if it was as good as the pilot, though. Oh, thank you. That synopsis was pretty epic because mm-hmm. you had to basically <laughs> everything. Here's everything, all the characters yeah. ever. What did you think of this episode, Roger? <laughs> top top five episode? No. Top five episode of the season? Yes. <laughs> it was. It's it's odd to me in that it was the culmination of everything I wanted for a season that gave me nothing of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, hey, we're sorry. We messed up. Here's fun stuff. And come back next year. There's going to be some really cool shit happening. And I was like, great. Like, by the end of this, I forgot that I hated season two. It was like, let's go. Like, I was excited. I thought the episode, like, poor Bellfire. Man. Just like, okay, got dropped through a portal by your dad. Then you found a family after, I think, like six months of being homeless. Oh, no, never mind. You're going to Neverland. Well, no, you escaped from the shadow. Now you're on the Jolly Roger. Oh, wait. This is the guy who your mom... Abandon you for. Okay, he's going to set you free. Never mind. You're actually going to Neverland. <laughs> like, the episode, I think, Tallahassee, where he's like, I use this to keep the nightmares away. Yeah. This is, these are the nightmares. The, this, this right here was what he's... A- I mean, that fucking shadow is scary. Yeah. It does not look like Peter Pan's shadow in the Disney movie. I don't think it's Peter Pan's shadow. Oh. I think it's um. Oh. Linus's shadow. Linus? What? Uh... 
The creepy one who's like... Yeah, the, the creepy, like the oldest lost yeah. boy. The blonde one. I um, assume he is his pleased. His not Lioness. You sure? It's, yep, okay. I'm sure. But, yeah. so, <laughs> but, but I like that name. Good one. Let's go you with Lioness. Pull that out. I think it's from Peanuts, actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I think it was good. This is the best episode of the season in my... Ah, the crocodile uh, is very good. Manhattan was really Oh, I good. forgot about Manhattan. Okay, this is a very good episode. Yeah. Um, I'm also very, very excited for Neverland, which is actually very common. The last episode of a season is often like the final, like the wrap up of that season and like an introduction to the next season. Um, Though season one was not like that. No, season one was not like yeah. that. I mean, Moving you got like the teaser real quick about like magic is coming, but it was all about we're finishing season one. Yeah. Um, I, there's so much happens in this episode. We get some payoff. On two redemption arcs that I was I was very invested in. Um, there's four locations across these two episodes. Some of them quite small. Um, and it was actually kind of cool to see. Uh, I mean, Balefire fell through that portal a whole season ago. Like 24 episodes, 22 episodes ago. Uh, it wasn't even the last episode, so maybe it was 24 episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and now we finally got to find out where he landed and why he's not 200 years old. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? Oh. I feel like we got to start with Belfire. I think that's a good place to start. So I think we should start with London. Great. Uh, these are the Darlings, we find out. Yes, uh, from Peter Pan. For those of us not super familiar, the Darlings' role in Peter Pan's story is traditionally what? Um, okay, so there is no Balefire Obviously. at all. Um, the Darlings are just a family that lives in London, and the Shadow comes to visit them and takes them to Wonderland. Not Wonderland. Neverland. Um, that would be a story. Um, and then... They, you know, play in Neverland, and then they come back. So hmm. Peter Pan is not an evil entity in uh, yeah. the Peter Pan Disney movie. Though he does abduct children and take them off to a magical island. So in the book, it's babies that fall out of their strollers. Is that supposed to be less There's weird? also, like, some readings of the book and the play that it's based off of that where... Peter Pan kills the Lost Boys when they get too old, and that's why like no one children of up. the corn. But that's that's a that's a very specific reading of the story. I think it's okay. mostly a land where no one grows up. That's less dark than yeah. the other mm-hmm. one. Boy, maybe that's this pan. Yeah, <laughs> this pan is dark. We haven't even seen him. Nah, we just hear excited. him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so poor Balefire is living alone in London, has no food. Um, it's not good. But he sees an opportunity. Yeah. And climbs in the ladder. Which, did they have to CGI that house? Oh my god, it's like the worst CGI. This, this is what I was talking about when I, when I created the category of most ridiculous moment. Yeah. It's this shit. Like, I understand CGIing external... Edwardian yep. London. That would have cost them a lot of money to create. Or the Dark Castle or any Rumbles, yeah. or any Again. like Regina's and Snow's because like castles are hard to film at. It's just a room. It yeah. doesn't even have any special stuff in it. And they didn't CGI like the other the nursery that they all sleep in. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Just pick a pick a room. We'd be fine. Yeah. Uh 
Yeah, but so he offers to like I think she offers him food. Well, he's already eating the food, and then she offers it to him. Because he's going to leave, though, right? Yeah. And then she, like, yeah. hands him the tray. It was actually kind of sweet, because he, he's very much like, he's like, I don't mean any harm. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just really hungry. I'm just hungry. Um, I kind of thought she liked him. Yeah, just, like, I mean, friend. I think, I thought that maybe at first, yeah. too. But, like, you see later later in the episode, they, they, they formed a little family. I, think, I don't think he has any feelings. I don't think so either. I, th- I think she, like, I think it, at first you're, like, made to think maybe she mm-hmm. has a little crush on him. But in reality, it's like, oh, she sees him just, like, as her brother. Yeah. And um, he sacrifices himself I also her love her smug, like, oh, adults never see anything unless it's right in front of them. And they're like, oh, really? She's like... Well, played that one wrong. <laughs> it reminds me of of uh, did you see those memes going around when season one of Stranger Things came out? Where, like, if you think you're a bad parent, just remember that uh, the Wheelers didn't notice that there was a child living in their basement for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Though, so, I mean, if we want to talk about parents not noticing their children. All of story, bro. Yeah, it, it's true. Henry it's true. basically just does whatever he wants. And then it was interesting that the mother just invited him to live there. Against, or at least not without talking to the father. Like, Right. He, he's just like, what? And they're all, I mean, like, obviously the little boys are little. But Wendy's probably 12. Yeah. And Bay's, what, 14? We said about 14. 15. Oh, yeah, I guess he's saved from the Ogre's War, so he's probably 15 now. Yeah. Um, that's 15 is a little old to still be sleeping in the nursery with Wendy, wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh, I know this is a uh, fairy tale show, and obviously this has a female slant, but maybe the most hilarious, fantastical thing is that old school, 19, early 100s. London had a family where the woman just completely is in charge. And he has no say in it at all. Like, he says it with shock and has, like, no power. Like, ah, the patriarchy does not... That was the magical wish of everyone. That just doesn't exist here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I feel like I wrote down, can we call this episode, We Should Have Listened to Bay? Yes. <laughs> also, that shadow is really scary looking. Yeah. Why are they like, oh, look, it's fun. He comes also, to visit. kids are flying. Nobody's noticing this. Yeah, it's one thing to happen at night. Sure. But, like, Wendy comes back in broad fucking daylight. Also, people are sure out at night. Like, it's not like London yeah. dies. And they fly by, like, Big Ben. It's, like, the middle of London. Uh-huh. And, like, right by windows and shops. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, Henry does whatever he wants in broad daylight. So, I guess no one just pays attention to kids. They, maybe that's what Wendy was talking about. They just don't notice it unless they, it's right in front of their they face. They just don't notice anything. Um... Uh, obviously the like found family situation here like really gets to me it did not quite make me cry though i did cry three times in in these two episodes i bet i could guess all three i'm sure you could that yeah i thought that was a very touching moment i also thought it was appropriate for bellfire to have found family sacrificed himself and then lost family all within the span of like 15 minutes of screen time yeah. Poor guy had to run the gamut of emotions it's here. It's really awful. Also, let me say, for child actors, he doesn't annoy me the way that a lot of the kids, who, like, young Snow comes off as super annoying. Mm-hmm. There's a certain point where I just get tired of Henry, and I'm like, no, Belfi, you just feel bad for him. Like, this guy's gone through a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hate him. The I way like that. that actor, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, okay. And then Hook meet Bay and Hook meet. What? Well, Belfire escapes. He knows Neverland is... Like, he recognizes it. 
Because Wendy had just told him about it. Oh, okay. And then he, like, had a match in his pocket? Yeah, because he, when they were, like, setting up their... I love how they put jacks on the windowsill. Uh, clearly, that will work against the flying shadow. Haven't you seen Home Alone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For corporeal beings, sure. <laughs> I mean, listen. If Charming and Snow didn't understand the rules of the ethereal world, it's you can't true. expect children to get it. That's true. Um, but yeah, he, he like puts the matches in his pocket as part of that and he uses it to like escape the shadow. So the the shadow shadow is afraid of light or fire. I think fire traditionally wards them off. And then he falls into the ocean. (laughs) He's like floating face down. Yeah. He would have died probably. Also, wouldn't he have been, like, wouldn't the shadow have been able to find him or was he like underwater at first? Yeah, I guess he was underwater and the shadow, maybe the shadow can't go underwater. Maybe he can't go too low. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the rules of the shadow. But, yeah, he's definitely found by a hook, which is fascinating. Yeah. I also love... So, Hook picks him up and he's like, who are you? And he's like, ah, oh, pirates. I don't like pirates. Pirates pirates took my mother away. Pirates killed my mother. Hook thinks nothing of this. And then he... And then Bay says... He's like, what about your father? Bay says, my father left me. He's a coward. And instantly, Hook is like... I know who your father is. I know who your dad is. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, uh... Yeah. I think he's Hook's kid. I, that is a fascinating theory. Uh, Roger and I disagree here. I I do... Um... He looks more like Hook than he does Rumple. Well, and there there is that episode, the one where um, Rumple becomes the dark one, where there's like a question about whether or not Balefire is his son. And I actually... Would love it if he actually isn't, because yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, Rumpel and I think we talked about that. I was like, I don't think Rumpel would care. That's yeah, my I don't boy, think he would at all. he's biological or not. Um, but, like, look at older Neil. He looks more like Hookwood he, he does. than he does, like, Rumpel. I mean, surely that is just the it's need just, to cast a snowy no, man. I get it. <laughs> but it's just kind of funny that, yeah. like, they posed the question, then he found him. Hook is surprisingly, like, he cares about no one else but himself. And then he meets this random boy, and all of a sudden he gets paternal instincts. And you're like, hmm, little father-son connection here? I don't, I don't think that Mila had met, I don't think she had ever done anything like what she did when she went to the pub until that night. Yeah, I think she was already cheating on him. Fair enough. I mean, she, she uses the phrase, I never loved you. Right. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that she had met Hook. I don't think she had ever met Hook before. But it does mean that that wasn't something you would be against doing. Like, sure. She's not the type of person who cared about him yeah. and obviously has the morals and scruples to not do that. So it is possible that she could have. They also do have the same nose and face shape. Young, young. O- older Neil and Hook do not have the same face no, shape. But younger Bay and uh, Hook, who's the same age, of course, because... Weird time logic. Um, yeah, they, they could be related for sure. Um, Hook goes through a whirlwind of emotions in this episode. Fact. Through, through whole, the whole two episodes, but also in this particular storyline with Bay, Because he, he initially is like, oh, I'm going to get information about how to kill the Dark One. This kid has to stay here. Then he gets the information and they have that cute moment where he's like showing him how to sail. And then... Uh, when when he says my papa abandoned me too to hook that like really gets to him hook tells a story and i said this when it initially happened that makes no sense to me for his character oh yeah he tells the story about his father abandoning him and i said it back then it doesn't make any sense to me that he would ever be part like he would be like how could you do this like 
Like, that's one of those weird things that, like, when you've been hit by that, you're not going to be okay with that. I feel like the writers, like, bagged themselves into a corner and tried to write out of it with the, like, we talked about going back for you when you were old enough. Yeah, I don't think that had anything to do with trying to redeem her. I think that was all about, like, trying to redeem him. Yeah. Because at this point, I think they had decided that they want him to be, like, a potential good guy. Uh Which I don't know that they had made that call early. Or they was just an inconsistency. I don't know. But, yeah, it definitely, it's like, there's just no way in hell I buy that happening. No. Yeah. If he, It would make more sense if he simply just didn't know that she had a child. Which, yeah. I mean, they I mean. could have just written it, it that way. It would have been odd for her not to mention that. No, it wouldn't. That would make perfect sense. <laughs> because she's the devil. Well, no. Like, <laughs> let's say that, like. He's talking about what his father did to him. Mm. And then she's like, if I ever tell him, he'll never love me. Yeah. So that would have made sense that she would keep that secret from him. Uh, Bay also throws out a real stinger. You tore apart my family as sure as if you'd ripped her heart out yourself. I don't even think that's the meanest line. (laughs) I think the meanest line is when he says, you spent a lifetime hating my father and you are just like him. That is like when Bay. Oh, that's yeah. like when Bell calls Rumple a coward. Like you, one hundred percent went for the throat here. Mm-hmm. It's a great line too. And Hook just looks like, damn. Well, and something that I really like about this flashback is that it it really plays into the decisions that Hook makes. Like he, it's like he's having these memories in Storybrook. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good episode to explain Hook's character, other yeah. than the inconsistency of the yeah. having been abandoned and then facilitating the such. Mm-hmm. I also think it's it's like poor Neil. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is a rough a rough run for Neil. Like if you just if this was like a two episode tribute to Neil, you'd be like, This kid's gone through some shit. Yeah. It's alright, it gets better. Oh wait, no it doesn't. I wonder what it would feel like to watch uh the Land Without Magic, I think that's what it's called. Nope. The one where he gets... The one where he falls through the portal. To, like, watch that yeah. episode and then immediately watch these two episodes. Jeez. I think yeah. it would be hard. It would be tough. It's hard enough remembering it. Yeah. As a person that's watched this show eight times. Do you have anything else you want to talk about for for the Land Without Magic of the past? For L- London past? London past. Well, I guess now we're talking, now we're in Neverland. The only thing I think that's interesting is that the, so we talk about how like people in the land without magic typically don't believe in magic. Mm -hmm. The darlings do. Well, the kids do. The kids do, exactly. The kids believe in magic and they're the first people potentially who would get it confirmed. Yeah. Bellfire says, I come from magic. Well, we do hear, which it's hard to know how accurate this information is, but in Storybrooke, when Greg... And Tamara are talking to Regina about magic. They're like, magic is all over this land and it's not supposed to be here. Like, this is like, we've done lots of things like this before. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if they mean like, we like us or we like the home office um, or if it's just bullshit that they were fed by the home office. <laughs> I think it's meant to be ambiguous. Um, but like there 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 are other instances like the dragon is yep. also like there's other instances of magic in this land it's just not prevalent no it's not enough that it's open but it's like happening mm-hmm. yeah but other than that I'm good okay so that was one of the places <laughs> now i think we have to go to storybrook listeners there we just have so many notes i apologize for how disorganized this conversation is going to be 
Yep. Okay. Um, where to start in Storybrooke? <laughs> I have I have a throwaway one. Do it. Um, okay, so like Neil and Tamara are just like in Storybrooke, and I get why Neil is here because like he wants to form a relationship with his son, and I understand that Tamara has come to be with Neil. Don't these people have jobs? They live in New York fucking city. Like, who is paying their rent? Gold. <laughs> Mr. Gold. <laughs> like, what? What is? What was Neil's job? Why was he wearing a suit oh, yeah. in the cold open? Where was he going in that suit? And he was gonna just dip too. He was just gonna run. Yeah. He must not have some like. He must have like maybe he's like sales or something. Like he can just do it from anywhere. I mean, I don't know that he's working now, but whatever. He never replaced his iPod. He didn't ever replace his iPod. Because who the fuck had an iPod? I guess I had an I, iPod. I had an iPod. In 2012? No, I had moved to an iPhone. But I mean, you know, people did have iPods. Yeah. So. I, I actually did not have a smartphone in 2012. Oh. No, I definitely the first thing I bought when I worked at Microsoft was an iPhone. <laughs> I was ready. Yeah, I think the last time I used an iPod was in 2008. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was still, and yeah, no, it, it um, yeah, what, I don't know what she does. I mean, I guess she works for the home office, so they said. Well, she her. was going to be late for work with her. But that was I know it was a lie, yeah. but <laughs> Neil must think that she works somewhere. <laughs> They've never talked about that, even though they're engaged. Also, um, I, is, I think this is, uh, so they always do this. They make references to sex without direct references. And there's a point, I think in the last episode, I'm having a hard time splitting the two, but where she's getting up to go for a run and he just is like, oh, come back to bed. I'll give you a workout. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very clear what he's implying. And she just like smiles and comes over and gives him a kiss and leaves. I was like, that was actually, like his timing with these is always great. He's like, a great actor. Yeah, him and Mary and Margaret just have like the two of the best, like just like hilarious, so like low key lines. And that's the way, and he's just like, he looks at her, he rolls over, he looks at the clock, it's six o'clock. And he has every look that everyone's like, why the fuck am I awake at six o'clock? And then he's like, well, since I'm already up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I speak for all husbands. That's usually our thought. I see. I yeah. see. I see. Okay, so that was one thing. Yep. <laughs> should we continue with Neil and Tamara? Let's go down that route. Okay, great. And Emma, I guess we should throw into that. Uh huh. Love triangle. Yeah, definitely a love triangle at this point. Or it, it's a it's it, we've been building a triangle, and then two pieces of the triangle fall off. Yep. <laughs> also, okay, let's let's pivot real quick to Rumple. Because Tamara leaves, and then Neil hears a commotion. We get a quick whale appearance, which has happy to see whale. Oh, yeah. And Rumble is making whale kiss his boot because whale looked at Lacey. I mean, we all know how whale looked at Lacey. Let's be real. <laughs> Everyone looks at Lacey that way. Like, I look at Lacey that way. Top three hottest women on the show when she's Lacey. Easily. Hmm. I mean, yeah, she's very hot. Yeah. But, 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 you know, David would look at her and think, that's a beautiful woman. And we don't want to know what, what Dr. Whale is thinking. I know what Dr. Whale is thinking. <laughs> Not every... He's a lech, yeah. remember? Yeah. Not that he deserved that. Yeah, but it was like, but, again, a little bit of an over-escalation here. Yeah. Like, a punch would have satisfied. I also think he's doing this for Lacey. Yeah. Like, I think Lacey she gets likes off it. on she it. She gets off She's on smirking it. when he's doing it. Like, she's standing there and she's like, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, this this Lacey and um, Rumple are kind of fun. Um, and then like he grabs him. Yeah. I just I, it's just a very like uh, it doesn't feel father and son relationship at all. Also, Rumple, you spent like two hundred years searching for him. I know. I mean, Neil makes a great point. Like you. You've spent more than one lifetime looking for me, and you have not even bothered to, like, try to talk to me since I got here. I don't... (laughs) Dumb. Like, (laughs) going back to what I said before, this is just bad writing. That doesn't make sense for you to dedicate multiple lifetimes to something, get it, and then be like, I'm good. I'm gonna go play with my toy girlfriend. Well, especially because they have, like, toy girlfriend. That's not even his real girlfriend. I know. Because they... They didn't even have, like, a conversation about it. I could see Rumpel or Neil having, like, reservations or concerns or issues. If Neil had say, stay the hell away from me, stay out of my life, I don't like you, I don't trust you, and he's like, I will respect your wishes, I get it. Makes sense. There's nothing you yeah. can do he's respecting his son's wishes. But that didn't happen. In fact, they actually had, like, a come-to-Jesus moment when he was on his deathbed. Yeah, they did, and then they just never speak again. <laughs> they already had too many subplots. They couldn't. They couldn't talk about one that actually would have been fun and not fun, interesting and nice to discuss. Uh, I also can't believe, even if he actually thinks this, I cannot believe that when Neil says you haven't even bothered to meet Tamara, <laughs> he just responds. Why would I concern myself with her? You're clearly still in love with Emma. Fine. It's clearly true. Like, whatever. But, like, you just fake it. Like, that's what you do, man. I actually think Rumpel's right there. You think he's right not to try to interact with his son? No, no. That totally wrong. I think he was right to say what he did. Why? I think one of the responsibilities of parents are to tell you the things you don't necessarily want to hear. Just like Emma has to be told by Mary Margaret. Yeah. You might suspect this. But is there something else going on here? I don't disagree with that. But that's what you say after you've like been having a conversation. Not while you're arguing with your son who you haven't spoken to in weeks on the street. As we know, (laughs) when Rumpel gets angry, he tends to snap and say things he probably shouldn't say. Like when he said to Belle, like, oh, what, for the hour you've known me? However, his statement is correct that like... You can't actually be with someone if you are still holding it towards someone else. He's 100% right there. Yeah, no, we all know it's true. Right. Even Neil doesn't deny it. Like, he's just like, we're getting married. And it's like, you didn't actually deny that point. You just sidestepped the question. Yeah. Um, and he's right, though. Like, Neil clearly still has feelings for her. She still has feelings for him. So it's like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that conversation that he has with Emma on the beach where he talks about his regret. Uh, it's it's clear to me after hearing that conversation that I, I'm I'm sure Neil does like Tamara or has like feelings for her in some way, but I think he's like trying to distract himself from these feelings that he just can't seem to escape. I think Tamara was a fine. I feel like consolation prize is mean, but is the answer. Like, yeah, it was fun. Tamara was great. She was right there. She was there. They get along. They write that on her headstone. She, she was, was there. there. But, like, the one that got away came back. Mm-hmm. So, kind of. And you have a kid with her. Like, yeah. it is complicated. And she's going to be of the people who understand your weird situation. She also has a weird situation. Like, there are many of things that make, like, Tamara's struggling, quote unquote, to figure this out. Where Emma's like, oh, yeah, I've already gone through all this weird processing. Yeah. 
So, no, this, uh, it was an interesting conversation. Also, I love the, um, when Neil has to admit that he never forgave himself for that. And I even said, I was like, oh, look at that. Look who turned into their own father. Mm-hmm. Not that he's, like, done the evil thing yeah. that Rubble has done, but it's like. Well, he did that because he thought it was the right thing to do. Sure, but he regrets it. Yeah. Like, he absolutely. And then he gave $20,000 to August. Well, <laughs> there are good choices and there are bad choices. At least August gave her the car. I still love that he says that he likes him better when he's a playmate for Henry. Yeah. As a six or seven year old boy. Yep. That's not weird. Okay. I'm done oh. with that part unless you have more. Oh, sticking with the conversation on the beach between Neil and Emma. Yeah. I I love how like they, they run into Tamara and Emma is feeling really stupid because she's like, I insisted and like she's clearly just running like I'm an idiot. And like... Neil and Tamara say goodbye. Tamara starts to run away. And within seconds, Neil turns to Emma and says, I, I wish I had gone to jail for you. Tamara was definitely still, like, within earshot. No. No, she was gone. She ran her. real fast. Well, also, they're on the beach. So, like, there's I ocean guess. waves. <laughs> he, he also has really good... I always love his comedic timing. I really like when when Emma asks if he has her back when they're like going into <laughs> yeah. the cannery. And yep. he's like, yeah, if Tamara is hiding Regina in, in her evil lair on the docks, yeah, I got your back. Which ironically is literally what is occurring right now. And thus he now has to have her back. And I think the point when he's like, it was you? Like, well, all right, I made a deal. Guess I got her back now. Yeah, I think... I think that was especially painful, speaking of, like, the terrible shit that happens to Balefire and Neil in this episode. He's a con artist. Like, he should know better. Oh, well, yes. But that was a long-ass con. Yeah. Like, that's hard to think that someone is conning you for that. You, of all people, know. You would not expect someone to be conning you for two-plus years about not being able to shuffle. Oh, my God. (laughs) Listeners. (laughs) to my cousin and we play a lot of cards in my family and when Roger came into our family Roger told us that he didn't know how to shuffle and for two years I shuffled for Roger every time we played a game and one time when I was beating Roger at a game he decided to troll me and reveal that he can in fact shuffle he could shuffle the whole time the whole time the best part is that Chelsea had specifically stuck me with something and was mocking me for it. And I responded at that moment and said, just I'm going to tie this in back to the show, that in a moment you're going to understand that I'm going to get the last laugh. And then when I started shuffling, the look on Chelsea's face was worth, I don't even know, my price of weight in gold. It was beautiful. It was glorious, glorious, sweet revenge. Wow. It was. Um, But anyway, going back to the long con, I don't... Like, yeah, he, a con artist is looking for things of a con. Like, like someone deciding to, like, integrate themselves in your life for years. It wasn't like he had money to steal. It wasn't like... Like, if he was, like, the son of Mr. Gold and, like, okay, he would be, like, seeing that. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was after the thing that he wasn't even, like, flaunting. Like, it, it, yeah. It was hard. I, I don't, like, blame him for seeing that. Fair. That's just tough. Okay. I think... Oh, and she shot him. Yeah, okay. Yep, we can we can move to that. Um, but I literally have in all capital letters, she shot him. <laughs> I and she gave this whole speech about how she like doesn't really have it. She's like, yeah, I I want what you want. Like you think magic is evil too. 
And like, you're a nice guy. Like, just step out of the way. Let me kill your ex and baby mama. <laughs> of course he's not going to do that. And then she fucking shot him. You shit. Not only that. So you know what's weird about like the Greg and Tamara dynamic? When we first like kind of meet Tamara, they do the whole like they're together. They do like the like open the door and then they like make out aggressively. And then they don't really ever touch on that again. Like they never act like they're in a relationship. They just now go to like the zealot thing. Oh no, we get a little bit. Greg is jealous. Yeah, they do. They touch on that a little bit. Like mm-hmm. this comes off, but like they just they like kind of drop that story part. Like, it's like they just needed to do it to establish like he's the bad guy, but they don't like act like a couple at all. No, like it's not like they're like sleeping around behind their backs. They're just more or less like doing nefarious shit behind both the characters' back. Like it was weird. Like they could have done this without that dynamic and would have been fine. Agreed. It didn't add anything to the story. Well, and it. It makes the, it makes what, actually, it makes Tamara a lot more sinister. Yep. Like, a lot. Well, she has no good reason to be doing this. Greg's, I said this, I think, either before, but, like, his point is noble. I want to find my dad. Well, the finding his dad part, yeah, sure. It's everything. Destroying else. everyone that lives in this town. <laughs> well, admittedly, that was, like, a reaction to what he found out. Sure. That's when he, like, basically lost his shit. Yeah, okay. Which, I'm not saying that was the right call, but, like, you can understand the moment of grief where he's just like, okay. Which, goddamn, Regina, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sorry, back to the shooting of Neil. Oh, yeah. Before I wrote that, I wrote, poor Neil. He was just trying to live his life. Dude was living in New York, chilling, and then... This woman just spills fucking coffee on him. Woman spills coffee on him. The dark one, his father, tracks him down. He runs into Emma. He now has a son. And a hook, uh, hook pirate comes to kill his dad. Who then he stuffs in a closet. And then could have murdered his girlfriend. But in fact, his girlfriend was actually looking for the pirate to take. I mean, just like. Yikes. Yep. And that's all within like a month. That's like what happens like in a week. <laughs> Well, while we're here, do we want to talk about the portal and oh, yeah. the confession? Okay. Oh. I love the mirroring of the portal yeah. with, like, the the episode, which I really wish I could remember the name of. Um, like, Rumple and Balefire over the portal and Emma and Neil over the portal. And in in this situation, Neil lets go. Neil is telling her she has to let go. Yeah. The opposite of what he's telling his father. Yeah. Well, he lets go. He yeah, opens his hands. He does. Emma he does. does not let go. But she would have been dragged down with yep. him. Which is funny because doesn't she, um, isn't she kind of mad that Charming puts her through and says, well, we at least could have been together even if we were cursed. She uh-huh. could have gone with him. Yeah. And like, he's going to die realistically by himself. I mean, there's a, there's a whole like situation that she feels responsible for saving in the town. But yeah. I get it. <laughs> Dying person right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he was shot and went through a And portal. you just said you loved him. Yeah. I feel like if that were Snow, Charming is going... Like, he tried to jump into the portal last time. Emma, trademark, confessing her feelings in a moment of utter terror and uh, separation. Is this what people with walls do? Yes. Yes, so it is. So, do you have to fake... A emergency to get them to open up? Is this like your ther- therapy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and actually, she doesn't just say, I love you. She also says, I need you, which is a... That is almost bigger for a person that is unwilling to rely on others. I Though I wonder if some of that is like, Henry needs you too? Well, she says that. Yeah. 
But she says, I need you. Yeah, but she never got closure. No, she didn't. Yeah. Um, and she was really sad. Also, that whole situation, like, the portal wasn't even that big. Why did she climb up the wall instead of just moving to the side? <laughs> and then why did they stand so close to the portal? Why is everyone always, why would you stand that close to the town line? Why would you stand that close to a portal? Why has how long portals stay open such an indeterminate amount of time? Yeah, because I feel like the portal, when it was Cora and Hook fighting them, stayed open for like 30 minutes. Yeah. But that portal, uh, yeah, I don't know. That portal may have been unstable because it was not created by a bean. Okay, fair. I don't know. I, sure. Uh, yeah, and then Neil just straight falls through. Mm-hmm. This poor guy. And then, God, the look on Emma's face. Again, I usually am criticizing her for not emoting. She emotes that perfectly. She does. Shock, sadness, and she has to like tell Henry that her his father who he just met, who... I lied to you last time. I'm not lying this time. He did. Well, yeah, the look on her face, like, immediately when Neil falls through, and then when she walks back into the apartment, and she, like, her, like, she's clearly, like, been through something. She looks like she's been shot. And David and Mary Margaret are like, what? Where's Neil? Are, are you okay? Yeah. And she's, she's, like, complete shock. Yeah. Oh, poor Henry. And then, oh, my God, when they tell Rumple. Well, yeah, because he says at first, like, not interested. And then Charming just goes, it's about your son. And he, like, immediately snaps around. He's like, what? Yeah. Like, and that's like... He almost falls over. Oh, yeah. No, he is moved. Especially, I mean, could you imagine the last conversation he had with his son was that conversation in front of Dr. Well, Will. And he spent a lifetime looking yeah. for him, wasted it, and now his son is gone again. Like, Awful. he made the same mistake twice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Where do you want to go next? Okay. Well, let's... let's... We can go Rumple and Lacey slash Rumple and Belle, since we already talked about Rumple. Sure. That sounds great. Um, Rumple and Lacey. I love Rumple and Lacey. I know I you are know not you a fan. Do. It's just weird. Is it? It's great. It's Rumple at his, like, villainous, and Lacey is encouraging it. It's just fun. Like, I don't want to say the whole time, but it is fun to see someone actually letting Rumple be Rumple. It's also amazing to me how quickly she accepts magic. I mean, I know she wants it to be real, but... Well, I mean, all of the cursed characters accept magic, don't they? No. What do you mean? Oh, I guess I never really thought about the fact that, like, they... Yeah, when they're cursed, they don't actually have to, like, face magic. They don't, ever. That's so weird. Huh. Yeah, and like she's just like, well, she first Neil says the thing about the snail. Oh, but she she remembers seeing it. I don't think she does remember that. Yeah, she does. She talks about it in the hospital. But oh, she doesn't have her memories in the hospital. She right. might remember that, but I'm I'm not sure. Huh? Because like she doesn't ever she doesn't bring it up again. Yeah, right. She doesn't bring it up. No, no, exactly. I guess she does say in the episode Lacey. Uh, he comes to see her and asks her on a date. And yeah. she says, sure, I remember you. You're the guy that came to visit me in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess she does remember. Yeah. Um, it's weird that she doesn't continue to bring up that she saw magic. Yeah. But apparently, once one is Lacey, one does not care about anything else. Um, doesn't Lacey have a job? <laughs> no, None of these people have she's jobs. She's happy being a kept woman. Mm-hmm. Like that actually, if you think about the personality of Lacey, she's rich. She gets to do whatever she wants, dress however she wants. Like that's pretty perfect. She has no ambition to go see the world. She just wants to party. 
And it's so, I actually loved all of the scenes between, between them. Cause he, he seems like this is like, he's like, yeah, this is what I want. And then you like start to see that it's not. Yeah. Well, that's actually what I liked about it. Like, unlike it being taken from him, like he realizes that like, yeah, Lacey's fun, but Lacey isn't the woman that is for yeah. him, which is like, good. He came to that conclusion. Himself. Cause when he gets the thing, which I think was a good scene with um, Grumpy, where he talks about, like, Belle helped me find who I was and I wanted to do the same. Also, gotta give credit where credit is due. Mother Superior did something. Yeah, we were talking about that. I'm shocked. I, I don't remember that at all. And, like, she got something it's right. It's not even just that she got something right. She did something that Rumpel tried very hard and to figure out and could not. I thought he was the one who ended up figuring out and it was her. And I'm yeah. shocked by that. I mean, it's probably a light magic thing that he doesn't know how to do. Oh, it could be, yeah, because it's restoring um, something that was once lost. Yeah, uh, but still, very impressive. Way to go, yeah. Blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Grumpy says, Belle once helped remind me who I was. I've never forgotten. Don't let her die as Lacey. Yep. And Rumpel still wasn't going to do it. Like, he put puts it, it away, yep. and then she grabs Bay's shawl to use it as a rag. I know. Well, I think it's not just that. I think it's the fact that, like, she didn't understand the importance. Yeah. And that's when he goes, that's right. You you don't, like, you don't just appreciate things anymore. It's like, eh. All right, the fun's over. I want Belle back. <laughs> and then I love and he, like, goes into his cabinet and pulls out this, like, weird, colorful potion. And she just fucking drinks it. He does pour some in his own glass, it too. Yeah. But, like, I guess he's trying to make it look like a fancy drink. Also, she says, oh, that teacup again. Yeah. Yeah. She's real sick of that teacup. She is. Well, he kept trying to make her drink out of it. I mean, maybe she should have just listened. Well, and poor fucking Lacey. So today she just finds out that magic oh, is real. Yep. And then she also learns that everyone is going to die. And for some reason, her usually, like, kick-ass boyfriend who's into, like, hurting other people is like, nah, I'm good. We're just all going to die. Well, because he lost his son. I know, but, like, she doesn't know that. No, he said that. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did say I lost my son. And yeah, she just doesn't I, I think it. she says that, like, you lost your son today. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Rumpel, like, in a condition, be like, I'm going to bring the memories back. But you gotta keep dressing like this. Like, stay dressing like Lacey. She wears short dresses a lot. Yeah, nothing like this. I see. She goes back to, like, the bell dresses. The bell dresses. You, you sound so disappointed. She's so boring. She dresses like she's Mary Margaret. Like, she's a top button kind of girl. <laughs> she needs that plunging neckline shirt that David was wearing last <laughs> episode. David's showing the most cleavage of anyone in mm-hmm. the show. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed seeing that, like, Rumpel got it right because he realizes, like, it is Belle who he is in love with. Yeah. Not just, like, the, like, yeah. fun Lacey may indulge his, like, dark side, but Belle is what he needs. Right. And that's what he says. He says, I need Belle. Like, I'm sorry for waking you up to die, but I need you. Well, and initially, one of the things that attracted him to Lacey was she said some things that like there was literal mirroring of yeah. mirroring of things that Bell had said before. Um and that also like he he like he was like, Oh I see Bell here and I like that you like dark things. Well and also Charming even said that like when he asked him how'd you guys do it, he said like even though we were cursed, we were still in there. And Bell is still yeah. in Lacey. It's just there's a it's honestly Lacey is like Bell and Cora mixed. Yeah, I, I see that. Okay. Um, we have a few more Greg and Tamara things that we didn't touch on. Let's go back to them. Uh, first of all, more magic beans in this episode. Oh, yeah. Se- Several beans. Several. I didn't even count all of them, actually. I should have. 
I was thinking of it as a magic bean episode, but we probably should. There were three beans. Hook's bean, Greg's bean. The bean that Neil falls through the ground. Samara's bean. Yeah. So there's three beans. Okay. Three beans. Three! These beans that Rumpel couldn't find. He even mentions it in this episode. Well, they grew all these beans, though. I understand that. I know. But... But like he says, I've. What do you mean a portal? I spent a lifetime looking for a portal. Like there's no more, <laughs> except the one that Hook just took. He can't be that far away, Rumple. <laughs> I mean, he's made this mistake before. It's true, he has. Also, he literally does the sleight of hand again. I know. How do people keep falling for this? I'm not sure when he did it. I am. When? He never put it in the pouch. When Charming takes the pouch uh-huh. and they come out, he he, he, didn't he intentionally snaps it, but he didn't keep it in there because Charming grabs it and walks away. Are you sure he doesn't take it when he takes the pouch from Emma? He, when he says this is a bad idea? He might have, but I'm pretty sure he always had it the whole time. Mm. That's why I think he was so calm in that thing. He was like, well, all right, mm. y'all do you. And he, he actually, like, when he opens it in his hand, I think that's, like, revealing that he it's was been there the, the whole time. time. Yeah, Which is what he does in The Crocodile. Yeah, it is. Okay, Greg and Tamara. Just call them the outsiders. We get this, like, the home office shit and, like, the getting instructions. So they have a boss. So they're not even the villains we've been waiting for. (laughs) Who are these villains? This season felt like a filler season. Yeah, I agree. I think they... It it feels like they started writing, filming before they finished writing. Well, because it was, like, three different stories in one season. You had the Enchanted... Forest, then you had the core story, and now this shit. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's weird. None of them hit. Um, I also love when they go down to the mines, and Greg has like an app with a map of the mines. What is that? It's like Google Maps, but it's my map. Yeah, my map. <laughs> Minecraft. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're also for okay. Tamara is very savvy and very good at lying. And for some reason, it's just like, yeah, Hook, you're totally going to be willing to die for your cause. Totally. I think, I, so I think they're zealots. Yeah, agreed. And I think they were curious if he was willing to also be a zealot. He's a zealot for his cause. Yeah. But like they're not dying for their cause. Yeah, but I think the whole point is that, like, how devoted to this are you? Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting when they're, when Greg is, uh tying up Regina in the previous episode and Hook is helping sort of and Regina says like one thing to him and he's like yeah you're right I don't need to be here and then he just leaves <laughs> she convinced him to leave it didn't actually help her but at least Hook wasn't there torturing her too I guess yeah he even says like I'm not here for this call me when you want to kill the dark or not torture the queen she also tries to offer him something doesn't she she says like whatever they're Oh, no, it's whatever they're helping you with. I can give it to you instead. And he's like, and concerning I want to kill the dark one. No, you mm-hmm. can't. Um, we also, I feel like they also try really hard to make Greg very sinister in this episode. And, and it does else. not succeed. He sounds, it honestly reminds me of a little boy trying to sound sinister. Mm, I do, I feel like they could have, they could have gotten a little better if they had tried unhinged. Yep. Um, when he says, that's scary, ain't it? I was just like, dude, chill. It sounded <laughs> like, it, it came off more like when Emma tried to be um, intimidating towards Hook in the hospital. 
Uh-huh. If I'd pick dead guy of the year, I'd pick you. And you're just like, mm, no. I also think that, like, she should have revealed that he was dead and then let Greg go unhinged. Yeah. Like, you murdered my father for no good reason and then just loses his shit would have been unhinged and way yeah. more logical. Because in this one, he just, I don't know, he just feels like a little boy. Which I guess fits with the, that he's not in charge. He's just a soldier following orders. They also use new music yeah. for Greg, and it, it's it's weird. It doesn't sound like any music we've ever gotten mm-hmm. from the show, and we don't really get it again. Tamara also looks like she's, like, bored with this. Like, can we stop wasting time? With well, yeah, she doesn't bullet? want... Which is another thing about their relationship. Like, she doesn't seem to care. She does say, like, I'm sorry that your father is dead, but, like, she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't seem to care that he... Like, she's like, we gotta go, and, like, she doesn't even... She doesn't help. Like, I feel like if you guys were together, you both are trying to get information on, like... Yeah. Yeah, like I said, they don't really come back to it. I I also... They also do their whole, like, we're here to destroy magic. They literally sound like 10-year-old Henry. It's not good. Uh, It just sounds dumb. And I don't... I'm, I'm curious your take on... So Regina has, like... Is a bad liar. Oh know. my god, terrible liar. And she's been holding, despite all of this torture, to her like... He left. Yeah, he left. And then she finally says that she killed him, and he's dead. And she said, I just wanted to see the look on your face. And I don't... Is she like resigned to dying yeah. at this point, and she just wants to make him feel like shit? I wrote down, she's now accepted that she's simply going to die, Ooh. and just wants to enjoy the look on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he tortured her. She lied, and then he told. she told the truth. Yeah, torture usually works in movies and TV. <laughs> Just say. Okay. I think that's all of the stuff I have about Neil and Tamara. Or not Neil. Well, sure. And Greg and Tamara. Yeah. Except that they steal Henry somehow. Yeah, they're stealing. I don't really understand how Henry got away. Like, I don't get it. Did Henry leave? Like, I don't, maybe he got, like, blown back a little bit, but, like, why were they in the tunnels? Like, what yeah, were they? Yeah. I guess it seemed like, because they're, when they go into Neverland, there's, like, this picture of Henry, like, a drawing. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're, like, the they somehow found out, like, oh, you have a new mission, get Henry. Well, but, no, like, they said they got a new instruction. So, they must have been told, if you see this boy, uh-huh. get him. But I don't get how they were getting instructions. How do you communicate between realms? I don't know. I mean, that just seems silly. It's weird. But he must have been sending them, like, he must have said, like, this is the number one priority. Do this more so than anything else. Because obviously, you know, you got to find the boy. Um, Yeah, they're not my favorite villains. I'll say that. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Not my favorite villains. It was, they, they feel, and we'll talk about this more, obviously, in the recap, but, like, just very underdeveloped and they had to have... Had them do too much in the end, where it's like you could have uh-huh. built to this more. I thought the him looking for his father story was interesting. I wish his father had been alive, though. That would have been an interesting, and then make him choose: save your father or complete the mission. Uh-huh. Let's see how much of his. And then maybe tomorrow betrays him. Like I never really care about you. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Or like kills the shoots the father. Okay. Uh, we've talked in many circles. We still have more. To talk about. So many circles. Uh, Rumple and the Charmings? Sure. Uh, <laughs> love when they show up and say Regina's in danger, and he says, just the way I like her. A nice callback to the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, and then David calls in his favor. 
I got that wrong. I definitely yeah, you thought, thought that he, he had to call, call it. He didn't call it in. Yeah. And Rumple instantly acquiesces. Instantly. Well, that's that, yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> you, 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 which is funny that Charming is willing to give up his favorite for like you have a wife whose heart is darkening, and you chose to use your favor to maybe the one person who could solve it to save Regina. Although, I to to be fair. The reason, part of the reason that Snow wants to save Regina is because of that. Sure, I get Snow making that choice, but like, Charming knows better. He often goes along with what Snow requests. Most husbands will go along yeah. with their wife requests, but that probably, like, you could have tried it. Oh, no, they do try asking first, and he's like, no, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, well, you owe me a favor. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of really good lines in this conversation. And then Snow says, why do you have one of Regina's tears? Because and- I do. <laughs> they stay in his business. They do. Like, mind your own goddamn business. Man, clutch things. Well, they, they're just like, after he says that, they're like, all right. Well, because he just told them, because I do, which means none of your business. Yeah. But yeah, they do always be like, why do you have the tears? Because I collect things. I'm Mr. Gold. I collect everything. I did think it was very powerful to see Snow taking on this role of, like, she was literally experiencing Regina's pain, especially after the previous, the Evil Queen episode that we just got, where she's, like, they have a connection that they don't often get to explore. I don't, I don't love Snow being... Regina's Redeemer, personally speaking. Like, it's not my favorite usage of the character. But they're doing a good job of, like, making Mary Margaret see what, like, literally see what Regina is going through. Yeah. So you do understand, like, maybe why she's empathizing with her. It's just the flashbacks they've chosen to, to show us seem to be in conflict with, like, the experiences she's going through now. Yeah. Like, you, it's weird to see her being a monster killing everyone, and then you're like, oh, but I still want to save her. It's like, but, I mean, damn. Yeah. But, you know. Um, and then jumping forward, we already talked about when they tell Rumple about Neil dying. And then he says, they didn't kill my son, I did. I brought magic to this world to find Bay, and now he's dead. Magic always comes with a price, and this is it. He's like that inverse. Shouldn't have made that fucking wish now, should he? He should have. (laughs) Also, um, you said something earlier um, about trying to only light magic would work. Uh Uh-huh. For finding something that was once lost. Oh, that's... I didn't say that explicitly. You did. I did. But that the thing was is that what Grumpy says that this is to help you find... Like, part of the spell is you have to, to find something that was lost your memories. Uh-huh. Which I think... If, if you're correct about Mother Superior having to do with light magic, he couldn't have wished for that. Because that he can't... He doesn't do light magic. So he would have never been able to wish But he that. didn't do the magic. The well did. Sure, but he's not... I, I think he could have wished for that. Oh, you just want him to. <laughs> that's just not a thing you can do. I just want you him just, to. You want an excuse... Magic was the right call. It just backfired. It was not the right call. Okay. Um, when they save Regina, she's so surprised that they saved her. Also, why did Charming have to stay? Why couldn't Charming go get Greg? I, I think because Snow thought that Regina was dying. 
and Snow can't carry Regina, but David can. I think that was why. They constantly make choices. Because Greg had to get away so the rest of the episode could occur. Like, their choices constantly screw over other people. You know what wouldn't have happened? Henry would not be getting kidnapped if you just let Charming... Because we know Avenger Charming is chasing down Greg. That's true. Like, or, how about this? You stay here with Regina. Let me go chase down Greg Mendel. I will bring his ass back, and then we will take Regina to wherever. Or, I don't know, call Mother Superior and tell her to show up. Bad choice. Bad choice, Charmings. Be better. You won't be. Okay. Now we've got... (laughs) I said this to you off mic, but usually I organize my notes by people. And after, after... Like having to scroll up and down so many times, I just have a section called Heroes now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so that's where we are. I also have a Hook and Emma section and a Regina and Emma section left. How much of the Hero section do we have left? Uh, well, we haven't started on that, oh, but God. there's seven bullets. So okay. that's not that many, actually. Um, this is mostly like when Hook shows up in the conversation because like all the heroes are having a conversation then Hook shows up and David punches him in the face. A well-deserved punch. Agreed. For two reasons. Uh-huh. Both the knockout in the uh, station uh-huh. and the blatant hitting on his wife in front of him. Right. Yeah. He yeah. should have punched him again. And then he says or oh, next time I won't use my fist. I love the disgust that David has towards Hook. He <laughs> hates him. I also love in this conversation when everyone's yelling at each other about what to do and Henry is the one that's like, hey, can we just like work together? Can you please stop yelling? The adult in the room. Um, we also get more great David lines here. Uh, Hook is like trying to come up with a plan and they're like, why should we trust you? <laughs> David says, you don't have to. If he if he does something, I'll shoot him in the face. And he would. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Like Hook is like, what do you say? Like, why you're so? Uh... He says something like, "Why are you so hostile?" It's like, uh, "You're a pirate. Yeah, everyone should be hostile to you because you're always working for yourself." Yeah, and in the end, you did screw them, and then you fixed it. But um, we get that beautiful confession of love from Regina to Henry. You don't. Even... Oh, down underneath in the mine. No, but oh, we're leaving the apartment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 or the loft. Yeah. Um, wow, my notes are really messy here. Yeah, that was an interesting move by Regina. I, I, that, that was the Regina that I kind of wanted to see earlier on. Like, she finally, finally did something. Like, instead of just being in the background. She made an active choice to say, I will save everyone. And then she has the great line. Everyone sees me as the evil queen. Please just let me die as Regina. Yeah. Well, she also says, everything that's happening... It's my fault. She finally got there. Yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. Two but she did full seasons. Like she's, this is a truly, like, this is like sacrifice. Oh, this is self-sacrifice. Yeah. This is acknowledgement. Like all the things I said she should have done at the end of season one, like this is my fault. I'm sacrificing something. She's doing it now. Yeah. Tell him in the end, it wasn't too late for me to do the right thing. Yeah, that's it's pretty beautiful. Um, and then they all come back. Well, okay. Then we have some more hook situation. Poor decisions were made here. <laughs> I okay. So something that I feel like 
we will later lose, which I will try not to get into too much here, is I like that the reason that Hook comes back, it like Emma says that thing to him, you can join us and be part of something or you can do what you do best and be alone. And I think that really resonated with him. Like he ran away with the bean and he decided to come back because he was having that memory of the conversation with Balefire where Balefire says, I know you'll never change because all you care about is yourself. And I think he, he doesn't want to be alone. I think a better actress does that scene better where it actually felt heartfelt. This just did not come off all that well for me from Emma. Mm. Like it just, I don't know. It, it, for one, Hook doesn't have any allegiance to them right now. Like, I get that to, like, a rumple. Like, we're family. Hook isn't family with them. Like, okay, they're not even friends with him. Like, your dad hates me. He said he'd shoot me in the face. Like, why would I want... There's... They don't have that kind of connection where that made sense to me. But they also... I think that watching... He just watched them give up the chance to escape to save Regina. Yeah, I mean, I, I give you that. Though he also has seen that they basically treated her like crap. Yes, yes, he has seen that. But they, when when it when it comes down to the wire, they sure. are willing to to sacrifice themselves for her. I just don't know that like I want it to have to come down to the wire before you won't treat me like crap. <laughs> fair, fair. I feel like I just want a little more than that. But also, as she says, this is all her fault. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you, but like. You don't understand vengeance, so therefore it doesn't really matter what has happened in the past. You shouldn't just be treating people like crap is what you're saying. That's not what I said. Eh, <laughs> not, not wanting revenge and not accounting for what has occurred in the past are not the same thing. False. Okay. Uh, Hook also looked very stricken when he learned that Neil slash Balefire was dead. He did look very sad. Looked like a father who had lost his son. Also want to talk about, okay, Hook must be, like, the most amazing sailor of all time. A single person could not sail the Jolly Roger. Oh, yeah. Period. No No way. Well, he spent all of his points in sailing and none in resilience. (laughs) Yes, that's why he gets knocked out when he gets punched in the face. Yep. Except when David punches him directly in the face. (laughs) So on the power tier list, charming the Avenger has less knockout strength than tiny-ass Emma. Yep. Yep. Uh, I also really liked when they... So after Henry goes through the portal and uh, Belle and Rumple and then the Charmings are, and Emma are on the docks and they like they see the ship and we hear Hook's theme, but it's different. Yeah. It is like a more like hopeful sounding. There's like French horns instead of like uh, trombones and yep. uh, tubas. And the dinging, I mean, like, yeah, it's like an arrival as opposed uh-huh. to like a, uh, um, it's like a hopeful arrival as opposed to like a brooding arrival. Yes, exactly. Uh, and Emma says, I thought you didn't care about anyone but yourself. And he says, maybe I just needed reminding that I could. They just, I still don't think they have good chemistry. <sighs> I, I don't even necessarily think that's about chemistry. Like, I, I, I think it's a... No, I mean, like, the way that they play off their lines off each other just mm. don't hit in this. Like, okay. Neil and Emma play those Yeah, no, better. I mean, Neil should just be speaking all the time. I don't disagree with <laughs> But, like, the way Charming and Snow say that to each other, the way, like, there's just something about, like, some people can, like, play it off really well, and they just, it comes off flat half the time to me. The last thing I have, which is unrelated to Hook, is Emma 
Emma realizing that she can help Regina. So they like they work together to stop it. Let's walk back real quick. Yeah. The whole conversation, Emma is the only one who's correct here. They're taking a blind chance to literally... Like, I understand if you want to sacrifice yourself. That's fine. Like, David will sacrifice himself with, like, tiny... You're literally saying that it is so important to you for you to do the right thing. That everyone in this town must die if you're wrong. This is insane. Like, you can't make that call that everyone has to die because you want feel bad about yourself. Like... Well, and then they can't make that call anyway because the bean isn't there. <laughs> no. I mean, it was, just like, it, was, it was just like such a stupid thing of like, if you two want to do it, great. Do your thing. You really shouldn't be able to make the call for a thousand people that we're all going to die because you want to save Regina. Yeah. That's nuts. And like Emma's the only one who's like, you can't know this is correct. Let's throw it into a void. All right. There's always a harder path, as Mary Margaret would say. Snow White's a dumbass. <laughs> um, I'm curious if... I mean, obviously, the two of them are very proper, but well, yes. Also, let us remember in a couple seasons about there's always a harder path when the Charmings do one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a couple do. Yeah. So clearly, they don't believe that consistently. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, obviously, Emma and Regina together maybe was enough to stop this. Also, Emma is the savior, so I wonder if that had anything to do with it being able to, to stopping the failsafe. Remember when I said um, at the end of season one that I didn't want Emma to break the curse? Yeah. This could have been her savior moment. She mm-hmm. didn't have to break the curse. She could have saved the entire town. She's still a savior. Yeah. Would yeah. have been fine. Um, I mean, I think it was important that this was Regina's moment, too. Um, yeah, but Regina could have had the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Uh, God, I feel like we've been talking forever, so no, I'm good there. Okay, great. I got plenty for the next episode. All right. What was your favorite moment? I have five. <laughs> Go. I have one very clear moment. So. Okay. Um, David punching Hook in the face. Ding. That's yours? No. Oh, okay. God, no. It's a good one. It's a good moment, though. Uh, the the portal scene being like being mirrored over Neil and uh, Rumpel. Even the cold open, it ends with Rumpel letting go. You mean the the, fl- the la- previously on? Yeah, like yeah. so. It literally ends with him dropping him, and then we start with him landing. Um, Regina sacrificing herself and finally getting redemption. I think is. I've been waiting for this for a while. I mean, she didn't actually sacrifice herself. She was willing to. Those are different things. Like, she she did not uh, she did not expect to come out of that. Sure, but like I said with Snow, right? She pulled the trigger, but she didn't actually kill Regina. Like attempting to do something and doing something are different. She didn't kill. But they all like left. Like she was, she was, she was dying. Attempted murder and murder, not the same thing. Attempted right. sacrifice and sacrifice, not the same thing. And then Emma and Regina working together on the failsafe. Big, big uh, favorite of mine. Um, and Hook making the right choice and letting go of his revenge. Uh, oh. Both, both when he comes back and when they, when he encounters Rumple on the ship and says, "I guess." The line there is great when he's like, "So, have you given up trying to kill me?" Yeah. Well, good. You can live. <laughs> yeah, that is a good line. That is their relationship in a nutshell. Um, what is, what is yours? All of those pale in comparison to the favorite moment, which is the next villainous pan. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I you don't have... know if that's the favorite moment of this episode, but sure, that's great. I it's like definitely that. my favorite moment of okay. the episode. I like even watching it, I got chills when they said, you know, Pan always gets what he wants. I was like, oh yes, it's Peter Pan time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, most ridiculous moment. Hook's conversation where he reveals that his father abandoned him. Yeah, that's a good one. I just, I can't believe that that character with that backstory would make the choices he did. I have three. <laughs> Go! The bad CGI in the darling's Whoa, living room. Oh, God, that was so bad. I just, it's not hard to make a living room, guys. <laughs> you just make a living room. It was unnecessary. It didn't add anything. It just looked stupid. Yeah, yeah. it was dumb. Uh, <laughs> we didn't talk about this in our conversation, but when Henry is swinging on that swing. <laughs> the super sharp rock. Why is there such a sharp rock by a park? In fairness, if, if you remember the 90s, Pretty much everything was a death trap. <laughs> everything was a sharp rock. Well, like think about like the slide that was metal that would get stupid hot or the merry-go-round. Yeah. A game where you would just try it's to true. spin it so fast and throw people off. Yeah. Death traps. Fair. Yeah. Um, and my last one is Greg saying, that's scary, ain't it? Yeah. That was also ridiculous. <laughs> so bad. All great choices. All great choices. All right. Who's your loser of the episode? I have two. I also have two. I bet one of them is Neil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how it could be anyone else. Everybody. Like, man, just, you had it rough, kid. I mean, the only saving grace here is that Neil wakes up. We we see that Neil is alive in the Enchanted Forest. Okay, positive. Negatives. (laughs) The rest of the two episodes. Like, everything. Literally. All of it. Lost his father. Lost the darlings. Found out that uh, Hook was the reason that his mother abandoned him. <laughs> got captured by Pan. Found out Tamara was lying to him. Tamara shot him. Uh, but- finally heard Emma say that she loves him only to then fall through a portal the same way that his father dropped him through a portal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the other loser is Owen. Oh yeah, I have Greg. Yeah. Because, I mean, he found out his dad's dad. Yeah. That's tough. Um, yeah, he also, uh, it just became, like, completely unhinged in this episode. She's actually reasonable. Yeah. Who's your winner? I have three. I have two. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Regina. Yep, I have Regina as a winner. Uh, she, you know, found redemption uh, she finally accepted responsibility yep. as well. Character growth. Character growth for sure. Um, Emma? I think... You have to explain that one. Yep. Um, confronting her feelings for Neil. Confronting her feelings for Neil. <laughs> wow. She also, um, called, again with the facing imminent danger, um, she also calls David and Mary Margaret mom and dad. For, it's not the first time, but like, it's only because they're all about to die. I know, yeah. um, but yeah. she's 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 facing some things here, um, yeah. and she does lose Henry, so that's that's not great. And Neil, like <laughs> this, and two, Neil. two pretty big losses here. All right, yeah, I think I I think I might demote Emma yeah, as a winner here, uh, a, but I I think uh, she also she also uses magic to save the town. Yeah, uh-huh. I think she's an in between. Because those losses are pretty rough, but uh, I have Regina for all the reasons that you said. Okay. I thought she had great character growth here. Finally accepted that this is all her fault. And then, of course, made attempted to make a legitimate sacrifice to save the town. Um, but I thought there was a Rumpelstiltskin-like victory, but it is not Rumpelstiltskin. Peter Pan. 
is my winner of this episode. We haven't even seen him yet. But he always gets what he wants. And he hmm. wants the boy, and he got his agents to bring the boy to him. Okay. We are all going to Neverland to start season three. So I'm going to give Pan this one. I have one more winner. It's Hook. I think he confronts a lot of very difficult feelings. And he finally makes a choice to not be alone and let go of his revenge. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Because I think Storybrooke Hook, I could see that point Mm -hmm. for. Enchanted Forest Hook might have been one of my losers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Because that was stinging, I think, in multiple ways. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not... I would say Emma makes no sense to me as a winner. I just demoted her to runner-up, at least. But I could see (laughs) Hook, because he does also go through some character growth. He lets go of his revenge, which is probably a very important thing for him. Um, He makes the choice to come back and save the whole town. Actually... I think that's pretty reasonable. I'm calling a last-minute audible here. I'm just, like, deleting Emma. (laughs) Rumple. He also... Let's go of whatever's go whatever revenge he's wanted against Hook. He doesn't want he never wanted revenge against Hook. Well he wanted that fucking hand and he keeps it. He still has it. <laughs> that's that's not, weird. That's not revenge. In any case, yeah. he also that he gets Bell back. He does. He does. And get back. he but he, he realizes that's what he actually wanted. Yeah, that's true. And he talks. He tells her about the prophecy yeah. and how he's gonna do the right thing and save Henry because that's the right thing to do. I never thought I'd be arguing against. Rumble You're gonna as a argue winner. with me on this, but I have a hard time calling him a winner in a season where he thinks his son just died. Yeah, no, I mean, but he is rallying from that to do the right thing in the name of his son. I, I excellent. But, like, he also fucked it up and didn't even, like, take the time to talk to him. No, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> the you last conversation is really lifetime bad. looking bad. for him. It's bad. Um, I, I grant that. Yeah, like, just, like, I feel like the thing that you wanted most, you had. It was right there. And you just let it sit through your fingers looking yeah. at it again. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. The, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So... We got three magic beans in this episode. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, tell us your cries. Do you want to guess them? Okay. Um, the scene where Emma lets go of Neil, where they admit their love for each other. Uh, that actually did not make me cry. I am shocked. It was. I was close, but I didn't cry. Okay. Regina tearfully saying goodbye to Henry. Yep. That's got to be one. Um, Emma, when she hugs... Her parents when they're all about to die. It is during that scene, but no, it Not was it moment. was Regina. Oh, no, it was before that actually. Regina's "Let Me Die" is Regina. Oh, okay, Regina, let me uh-huh. die. Let me die is evil queen. Let me die is Regina. The third one, hmm, I feel like I'm not gonna understand this one. Was it by chance when Hook makes the choice to come back? Oh no. Okay. Um, that was a proud moment, not a tearful moment. It's when Belle wakes up and Rumpel says, I needed I you. I needed you. Oh. <laughs> but it was a happy moment. I know. Sometimes happy moments make me cry, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. So next time, Roger and I will do a recap of season two, just like we did for season one. Warning. It will not be as positive as season one was. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we will dive into season three and the things I'm looking forward to 
Neverland. Oh, Canada. yeah. Uh, really great music as they go into the portal. We're going to get some, like, new themes here. Um, and, like, why is Henry so important? I need to know. Yeah, especially, it's funny, in the first season, Henry was critical to the plot. And then in season two, not really. Like, obviously, he was kind of just, he was there, but he was kind of, like, in the background, wasn't all that important, and now he's pretty critical again. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I'll say, so moving forward, the show is split mostly into half seasons. So, like, there's, like, half season arcs. And this, the first half, 3A is my favorite half season. Yes, it is my favorite half season. 4B is my second favorite half season. Um, and I think we will do half season recaps going forward. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll get two of those. I'm actually excited to talk about this season because it answered a question for me that I've always had, which was, you know, season one is, I've always known I love that season. It's my favorite season. But I didn't know where the kind of like downfall, quote unquote, for Once Upon a Time came. Because usually in shows, it's like like West Wing. There's seven seasons of West Wing. It's like first two, unbelievable. Three still solid. Four, all right, it's fine. And then you're like, uh-oh. And then it kind of just like falls off a cliff and then it picks up at the end. Uh-huh. Once Upon a Time, I thought was like, okay, starts high one and kind of just like peters off. And then by the time you get to the end, you're like... Well, it was a good run. Whereas this one to me was like Peak Valley. And then are we just going to kind of like do the heart attack monitor? Because like, I like 3A. I like 4B. I didn't say 3B. I didn't say 4A for a reason. So like I think we might just be ping-ponging. Um, and yeah, just the, the like decisions that they made are baffling to me. Like both from a in-story like universe as the characters themselves. And then like the, like the writing choices they made. I'm just like why did you go this direction? I have many questions. Like, I don't think they answered any of the questions that we had from the end of season one. <laughs> like, we had we so many questions. Yeah, we're we like, did. what's this? What's that? And it was like, we just... We did learn who Dr. Whale was. That was a question we had. We did learn who Dr. Whale was. <laughs> we did finally meet Rumpel's son. Yeah. But even like, like I, don't, I feel like the Heart of Darkness with uh, Snow is just dropped. Yeah. She we, mentions it in this episode as like, she wants to save Regina. Um, but I, I think we will never talk about that ever again. That was like a big deal. Like we <laughs> saw Snow White's heart darken, and then it's just like, okay, bye. Yeah. Like, mm. So yeah, that uh, it's gonna be a fun one to talk about. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we do our season two recap. We will see you next time.